Hey, we're in a different place again. Yeah. Look, we just moved again. What is up with that? I don't know. We just keep moving. Why, don't we, we? why are we, you know? <laughs> it's Mike Marino and John King. Mike and John got it going on. We are in downtown Brighton. I just finished off doing some pavement work, John. You did a very good yes, job. I'm a cement man now. It's a uh, nice, nice job. <laughs> then, but then you put your handprints in it. Oh, we could have done and, that. Yeah. I don't think didn't even, I don't Steve think didn't want sure. that. Uh, yeah, we are live at LR Bowl Taqueria, downtown Brighton. And uh, we are joined uh, by the owner of LR Bowl, Steve Pylon, of course, the head chef. Uh, and also we've got Tim Corrigan, uh, the chair of the uh, DDA board. And we're going to be talking with them here in just a few minutes uh, about the Streetscape project, phase one coming to a conclusion. And, uh, and the street warming party, John. Absolutely. I've never been to a street warming party. Uh, and in fact, we'll be talking with the street warming party entertainment. That too. Jill Jack. Yeah. So we'll be talking with her in just a little bit. Rich Perlberg joining us later on today. We'll find out if we got a winner in last night's t- uh, Thursday night trivia. All that plus local news happenings from this week. John, with a look at those, brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. Yeah, so lots going on this week, and uh, Gigo News having an exclusive uh, story, of course, talking about the suspect in the Howell shooting death, uh, who is currently jailed on home invasion and domestic violence charges. Uh, This is a gentleman named Reese Hammy, uh, and he was the one that was arrested by Howell Police last Friday. If you remember on our show last Friday, we had breaking news that there was a a shooting death in in Howell, and and we said, you know, stay tuned, we're going to have details. Uh, and so, uh, you know, police have said they're still investigating. They've not brought charges in that shooting death. But uh, a source has told us that uh, the, Mr. Hammy, uh, who is uh, currently jailed on a $750,000 bond, uh, and this is for previous domestic violence and home invasion charges, uh, and uh, this is the person that is considered the suspect uh, in that homicide. So we're still waiting for how police to officially confirm that. Uh, but again, the source close to the investigations told us that that is the individual, and indeed that person is jailed on a $750,000 bond. So stay tuned uh, for that story, of course. Just a tragic uh, story coming out of Howell. Mm-hmm. Also uh, in Howell, uh, just last night we learned that a rabid bat had been identified. Uh, Livingston County Health Department uh, saying that uh, they did identify a rabid bat. Uh, that had rabies, of course, and so this is something that, uh, you know, they're trying to uh, alert the public uh, to be careful, uh, and uh, no, there's no bats, and, um, <laughs> and you know, obviously take this seriously, yeah. uh, and so, uh, you know, it, bat, bats are one of many different ways that people can contract rabies, uh, and so uh, if you go to our uh, website, mikeandjohnpodcast.com, you'll see some links there for the Livingston County Health Department. Uh, with some things to look for uh, and things to do more importantly to prevent uh, you know uh, a rabid uh, infection you certainly don't want that Um, and then another story that we've had an exclusive on and that is the proposed gas station in Howell Township Uh, there was a hearing set uh, for next week uh, that was going to consider the uh, potential of allowing a gas station in that would have been within would inside a wellhead protection area 
Current ordinance does not allow gas stations within such areas, of course, uh, and that's to protect groundwater. Um, and there was an effort to do that. Uh, a member of the public and others rose up and said, this is not something you want. They started a petition drive. Um, and indeed, uh, the developer of that gas station has since pulled uh, his uh, request to put the gas station there. But uh, the individual that we talked to, Dwayne Cox, who is leading this effort, he says, you know, stay tuned, um, and they're going to be watching that. And so will we. And so those are some of the big stories we've been following. You can, of course, get all the details on those stories and more uh, coming up uh, on our website, mikeandjohnpodcast.com. Yeah, keep an eye on Facebook as well. And uh, we are live in downtown Brighton, right across the street from Cooper and Binkley Jewelers, who just uh, sponsored our newscast. Cooper and Binkley Jewelers been a big uh, part of our show. And, uh, of course, downtown Brighton and all the happenings, which we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the street warming party that's coming up uh, next week, next Friday, I believe things get underway for that. The opening of downtown Brighton has been delayed. And uh, Cooper and Binkley Jewelers, there to serve you during all the construction and uh, when things reopen up again here on Main Street in downtown Brighton. Come and see them today for your holiday gifts, birthday gifts, uh, sending kids off to school, uh, to school, college gifts. Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. Now, as John mentioned, we're at LR Bowl here in downtown Brighton. We just we just witnessed sidewalk being poured, or actually it's the porch, right, Steve? It's actually the patio. The, yeah. the patio, yeah, Steve Pylon and, and uh, Tim Corrigan joining us, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, to talk about some of the things that are going on. So the patio, it's, it looks a lot better than uh, what you had before, that's for yeah, sure. It looks about a million times better. Uh, we were set up in the parking lot last time, so now we have a nice, fresh, concrete patio. Looks All right, perfect. so Tim, let's, let's talk about uh, the delay of things. From the DDA's perspective, uh, where are we at? Well, I would sit here and say that you know the delay has really been pretty minor overall. We had hoped to have uh, this part of the street open here by this past Wednesday. Unfortunately, the, the weather didn't cooperate with us, so that's pushing us back just into early next week. I'm optimistic by Monday, Tuesday-ish, we should be right on track with what we uh, had intended to get done this week. Yeah, you really don't think of a, a rain delay, so to speak, or a weather delay on something like this, especially right at, at the point where things are about to open. You might see something as construction's going on, whether it was uh, during snow or, or the rain uh, that of the season, but right before things were set to uh, open here on Main Street. But the good news is uh, Grand River has looks a lot different now, too, right near, right near Main Street. Absolutely. Well, the product didn't, or the project did encompass parts of Grand River up there, uh, and in addition to the fact that it got resurfaced uh, this past spring as well. So that that's looking sharp. We're we're optimistic about getting open here in another couple of days, and we're looking for uh, hopefully smooth sailing to get the next two phases of our project underway. So uh, so Steve. Uh the, the, the projects that uh, the, the project that's been going on, obviously as a business owner, you're also a member of the DDA board. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, as as a business owner here downtown, uh, you know, talk about uh, you know how it is that as a business owner you were you know you had to be proactive in terms of uh, you know uh, keeping customers coming in and uh, the construction as well. And as we pointed out numerous times, I mean plenty of parking downtown it was just a matter of you know knowing where it was at and then you know accessing it absolutely you know and we use this as an opportunity just like during covid um how to dust off our playbook i.e business plan and how can we keep bringing people in um and for us it was like okay we don't have our patio we, we lost some parking on the side of the building but how else can we bring people in and so what we do is we just try to uh, innovate our specials come up with something new and different that people have not seen before 
Um, so this was an opportunity. Um, and you know, the nice thing about this though is COVID, we didn't know about. This, we knew about. And so we actually knew about this last year as business owners and we started planning properly. You know, we, we watch what we order, we watch our labor, and we, you know, we're getting through it. So we're, we're very fortunate, I and, feel lucky. And from a DDA perspective, Tim, let's uh, maybe we can get you in on this. Uh, with those that say weren't prepared for this or uh, had, to, had to shut their doors, um, what are, what are you looking for in the future as far as what's going to take over those those spots here in downtown Brighton? Well, I think, first of all, I just would give a little background to say this this project didn't just pop up. I mean, this started back in 2018 when Nate Geisner was city manager and, and helped start kicking kick this project off. A lot of time and effort and planning went into it. There were several public meetings. All our DDA meetings are public. Uh, we had input from uh, the merchants up and down Main Street. A lot of that revolved around even the timing of how we were going to do phases of the street. The reason why it was completely shut down, that was really a decision that had uh, was through the input of the Main Street merchants to say, hey, let's get it shut down completely so we can get done quicker rather than be disrupted longer. Right, and some of that includes the infrastructure, and I think that's some of the um, some of the part of the equation that a lot of the public isn't really aware of this. No, it's, it's, it's not, a whole new street, but there's more to it. It's now. not visible. I mean, it's the part under the street that people just take for granted is there and don't really realize that that is there and needed. Well, I think the, the other big key point of that is is this all started, you know, knowing that we had a you know 100-year-old water main that needed to be replaced. So when you start down a path of that type of uh, you know underground utility, it only makes sense to look at everything else that is involved to see how you can get improvements and do the things you need to do at the right time. And I can tell you, the timing really was the best it could be, and I'm glad we were able to do the things that we were able to pull together in order to finance this, get things going, and make it happen. But in reference to your direct question on a couple of the businesses that, that have went out, um, I guess I would say respectfully there more than likely were some other issues that were happening along um, you know, with the streetscape. I'm certainly not going to say that it helped. It certainly has impacted business. Sure. But I can also tell you there is a tremendous amount of interest in downtown Brighton, our Main Street, and I'm not the least bit worried about filling those storefronts. So, you know, one issue that's come up, and, and, and maybe Steve, you can, you know, you can address this as well. Uh, one thing that has come up is the, the um, uh, the idea that uh, the the business owners, uh, you know, their uh, plight in all this was not necessarily taken into account. In other words, the, the project had a certain cost, uh, and you know, you go out, you put it out to bid, you find a company that you know is going to give you, uh, you know, uh, the the best bang for your buck to do this work, uh, but that you know, the economic effect on the downtown business owners wasn't necessarily even factored in, and that that's something that is an X factor that really has to be more brought in. I mean, how, how do you answer, as a business owner and a member of the DDA, well, how do you answer that? I think as an X factor, you have to look at during construction, X factor one, post construction, X factor two. And I think our bang for the buck on the, when this business, when this street is done, this project is finished, we are gonna be busier than we were before. Um, as I look at neighboring communities, and for, I've been saying this for years, when I look at neighboring communities and I, and I feel that they, they look nicer, they're more adaptable to all accessibility for ADA or, or whatnot, I have a problem with that. And so 
I was I was happy when I heard about this project coming to town because um, now I know we had the proper platform, we had the, the stage to put on a really awesome event. Um, the X factor of the now we knew about this, so I think it's just proper planning, and I think as business owners, it you have to be pivotal as particularly as entrepreneurs, you have to sw you have to switch on the on the move. Yeah, was, so I guess uh, so. Taking a look at that, I mean. Uh, as Tim mentioned, you know, there's this 100-year-old waterman that has to get replaced, this infrastructure that's got to happen. Uh, and so the decision was made to, to make a full streetscape. You're going to rip the street up anyway. You're going to rip it up. Uh, yep. So traffic's going to be blocked no matter what you do. Uh, you might as well put a new curb gutter and sidewalk. You might as well. They were, yeah. they were crumbling. I remember just walking to the corner of Grand River and um, uh, Main Street just last year, and I was walking there, I'm thinking, my gosh, this sidewalk's crumbling, the street is crumbling, this makes sense to me. And if you're going to rip the road up, why not do the whole project in one shot as opposed to ripping the road up to do the main and then five years later, rip it up again to do everything else. It just didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Do it all in one shot. You know, Steve, you, you had a good point. You think uh, you said you think business is going to be even better and stronger once this is, is done and people are aware that, hey, downtown Brighton is booming again. Did, does something... Uh, was there an inspiration for that? I mean, other cities that you've seen that have had to go through this and come to, for me, that comes to mind like Royal Oak. I know, they've, Royal Oak. they've had to sure. do, do a ton of work down there and, and they've got people, it, it's, a, it's a destination. Absolutely. I mean, you look at Plymouth, downtown Plymouth. Right. Prove example. You know, they, they had their what, streetscape, we'll call it, years back and look how busy it is now. It's, gonna, it's inevitable. Downtown Brighton is just. I think it's at the beginning stages of being really, really huge and big and awesome. If I could just step yeah, back for a second here on a comment you made about, um, you know, the economic impact and that there, there, there may not have been concern. I can tell you there was great concern taken to that. There were many of our meetings through the DDA and, you know, the city council and everyone involved never minimized the fact that we knew there would be uh, some economic impact on a lot of the merchants down here and that's why we sought a lot of input to try to do this the most effective efficient way we also in a very limited budget that we have as a DDA have put aside about hundred and fifty thousand dollars that has went into um, many of the things such as the event that's going to happen next week such as awareness such as wayfinding such as a shovel service we did many 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 things we did that has been worked on through a subcommittee of the DDA, the Community Engagement uh, Committee. So I just want to reiterate that no one took this lightly and everyone was doing the best they could, understanding there's going to be some short-term pain for some long-term gain. It's an investment. Get it. It's I an mean, investment. Yeah. And that's, it's absolutely yeah. an investment. And, and just so there's a little reference here, I'm kind of late into the game on this uh, DDA. I came on board probably about four months ago. So a lot of, the, a lot of these moving parts were already in place when I did join the DDA. But um, as part of the Community Engagement Committee, there is uh, a lot of forethought that's going into how are we bring in people downtown so the merchants and restaurants can benefit from this project. So, uh, Tim, you mentioned the event next week, and that is the street warming party uh, that's going to be going on. Yeah, what's all involved in that? Steve, I can speak a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Out of your um, it's a two-day event. It's Friday uh, evening and then all day Saturday. We have um, uh, Jill Jack playing on Saturday at, the, at that amphitheater, but also on Friday and Saturday we have musicians up and down, lined up and down the street. Um, I think most of the merchants are participating in some kind of giveaway or um, welcoming back the community um, gift, so to speak. 
Um, I know that some of the restaurants are doing specials. Does hey, come on in, check out the new uh, Main Street, and you know maybe a five dollar margarita. Right. Uh, yeah, Jill Jack Friday, August twenty fifth from seven to eight thirty. There you go. Uh, at the Amp, and then you said two day party, and then on Saturday as well. Correct. Yeah. And it's so, an all day event, yeah, all up and down Main Street. Right. right. Yep. Uh, so, and so I'm, sure I'm sure your taco window is probably going to be uh, <laughs> quite busy. I got my fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident it'll be pretty busy. No, I'm letting you know. I'm going to keep it busy. <laughs> okay. uh, and, and, and we're setting up a margarita outside Margarita Station. Got finger on the pulse of the taco community, Jack. Does. <laughs> so now that this is so, so let's just say the end of August, this is all done and things are open back up, and people people know they can come to downtown Brighton. Really, some of the events in the in the past that have happened annually here on Main Street, like Smoke and Jazz and Barbecue Blues Festival, those uh, for this year are elsewhere. Correct. And yes. then next year, we're hoping to bring everything back. Everything will be back next year. Yeah. Everything is hands-on. Yep. Yeah, and the art fair and everything else. Correct. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I believe the art fair was um, driven by the chamber, and I don't know if she's bringing it back. I would assume I would imagine. I would assume Pam's so. bringing it back. But the investment that you guys have made will pay off so that those events can come back and uh, Absolutely. You know, be able to. It should be more efficient flow. And I, just to be clear, too, we're getting part of the street open back up up here. We still have a couple other phases that will. I wanted to ask up. you about that. So, you know, really, this is the close of phase one is right. where we're coming at now. So if you can briefly, I mean, what's phase two specifically? Well, it's the next section um, from here down to Second Street from where this closes and so from Heine to Second correct. Street, yeah, okay, and so that, that'll be yeah. next. But we're very optimistic that those are going to go quicker because there's not nearly the under, underground utility that has to be done. So we're still slating for mid-November time range to have everything done. But also bear in mind there's still going to be some of the aesthetics that will come into play more in the spring with some of the planter boxes and things. We don't want to put things out that aren't going to survive. It doesn't make I'll make it through a winter that we no. really won't use them for. So, you know, I really see that I'd say the full, full effect will be coming into, uh, you know, next spring, but certainly by mid-November, you know, you're going to, you know, for the holiday season everything, which was our goal from day one, um, we should be having full thoroughfare up and down Main Street. All right. Back for them. the yeah, holiday bow this, uh, this coming. Christmas, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Right. No reason so to confirm that, that shouldn't happen. Right, and then uh, yeah, these pictures we got a little slideshow up here on the screen right now. But uh, this is the work that's going on like right now today yep. as you guys are, are are getting ready to wrap things up. The street looks beautiful, um, and then once. Uh, I mean, they're they're pouring cement, you know, for for you, Steve, and uh, well, not for you, but in front of your place, right. but for everybody. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, you know, so hopefully early next week, Monday, Tuesday. We'll see everything open up here on this first phase and then yep. move to the second phase. Right. So. Before we let you guys go, I want to know, because you, you guys have been down here firsthand, uh, in digging up the street, did they find anything really cool? I have not heard of anything. <laughs> anything that's yeah, been in the museum somewhere? I, I have not heard any real, anything real cool. Um, and, and so I know we're near the end here, but I just want to make certain that I want to make mention of what a spectacular job that our DPW with Marcel Gosh, our, our city manager, uh, Gretchen Gramolka and Mike Caruso and all of the city staff, they have done yeoman's work during this project to take care of everything and everybody as efficiently as they can. And I think that uh, that needs to be recognized and I certainly re respect them for that. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. And that's coming from a business owner on Main Street. Um, I had a, a question from Mike Caruso and so I emailed him 
and he didn't answer it super fast and so I just walked over to City Hall and he had it answered within 30 seconds and so they these guys have so much on their plate and I, a huge props to all of them right and then, you know obviously the squeaky wheel gets the grease so to speak so some of the of the critiques if you will that have come out social media and otherwise uh, tend to get a lot of attention but uh, overall you know it's just trying to get the job done keeping your eye on the problem absolutely yeah, exactly. absolutely all right, Steve, you uh, you open for lunch? Uh, Taco Window is open Taco for Windows lunch. Open. Yep, I think that's uh, that was some beeping we heard over there. That's what I thought. Um, Here's my order. <laughs> Saturday and Sunday we open dine-in for right. lunch. Yes. Nice. Yep. Great right. to hear. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us this morning. We really appreciate it. Steve, thanks for uh, for hosting us here. Absolutely. Uh, throughout the podcast. Thank you, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having the event. Absolutely. No, we're, thanks, we're, we're glad to be down here. And, uh, glad to see the work and uh, that phase one getting ready to wrap up and see uh, most of Main Street reopens uh, Wait a early next week. Tim, you said phase two. Is there a phase three? That would be... That's the planters and everything? Yeah, get everything, get everything okay. done down there, too. All right. Okay. okay. All right. Very good. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we've, we've got our trivia question from last night. Trivia brought to you by our friends at Firehouse Doors. And the question... There are OG sponsors, by the way. The, uh, the question from last night read as such... If I can get it to pull up on my, uh, on my internet here. Unfortunately, it's moving a little slower than, than my fingers will let it, let it do. What are you doing with question your fingers? <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> None of your business. Actually, never mind. All right. This is a great question, and we got some great answers. Uh, trivia brought to you by Firehouse Stores, our OG sponsor, serving Livingston County for over 25 years with unparalleled service and products. One in four men, one in four, 25% of men who have had plastic surgery done have this in common. Oh. And there was some, it was, it was kind of interesting because there were some pretty, pretty smart guesses as far as, well, they're lawyers, so they can afford it. Those kind of things. Well, now, what about the work you had done? I, I, I'm, I'm still waiting for that to get finished. <laughs> <laughs> Ann said they were once a wrestler. Not sure where that came from. Uh, weight loss was a great guess. Divorced. The guy's kind of getting that second start. Yeah, yeah. Although, uh, and that's not our answer, they no. were divorced, although divorce is kind of connected to our answer in a way. Yeah, it could be. I mean... Our answer would be something that would be involved in a divorce. That, that's <laughs> probably true. <laughs> Are you thinking about something? No, not at all. I just, uh, uh, let's see. This is water. It's they, not tequila. <laughs> they either had good credit or a sizable bankroll, so they had to have money, which would tie in with our answer, too. Right, right. Right? Um, they're all plastic surgeons. So plastic surgeons getting well, you get a discount. Hey, buddy, you can't work on yourself. I'll do yours if you do mine. (laughs) Hey, I mean, there was the story of that guy (laughs) who uh, did the. um, Trying to remember, he did the uh, facelift. uh, No, he did. um, Gosh, what am I thinking of? Um, I don't know. uh, uh, Vasectomies on him, but he did the vasectomy on himself. You don't remember that? Uh, that well, I, I do the, remember a guy that yeah, was in one of our history lessons from years gone by. But yeah, that, that could be interesting. <laughs> that always stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, movie stars was a great answer. The, the correct answer yes. was one in four men who had gotten plastic surgery done had this in common. They were lawyers. And if you've seen Jeffrey Figer's commercials, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say any more. I don't want to get. Well, he certainly didn't yeah. go to see his barber. 
Yeah. So there you go. That's our uh, our answer from from last night's Thursday yeah. night Very nice. uh, TNT trivia. So thank you to Firehouse Doors for their support and sponsoring our our nightly trivia questions. Here Absolutely, Mike and John. Got it going on. All right, serving Livingston County for more than 25 years, Firehouse Doors. Hey, coming up next weekend, it is the end of summer back to school bash for the Walk to End Alzheimer's. Yes, it is. And uh, this is coming up on Sunday, August 27th. Uh, and this will be at uh, Tappers, or I'm sorry, Tap, Tap Ins. Ins. Tap ins. Tap ins. Yes. Uh, it'll be going on 11 to 5. We're going to be there from 11 to 3. And this will be your opportunity to come and sign up to join the Mike and John Got It Going On walk team for the Walk to End Alzheimer's. Uh, and uh, for those who come by next Sunday, they'll have it an opportunity is. to... Uh, free stuff. Yeah, free stuff like, say, for instance, our walk to our custom-made team Got It Going On Walk to End Alzheimer's t-shirts. Yes. Um, see as many people as possible. Right. Also, uh, those mugs, which we, uh, we gave a complimentary mug uh, to Tim and to uh, Steve, uh, but we're going to have some of our uh, Mike and John coffee mugs. And Tim even said, when I handed it, he's like, this is a good mug. This is a sturdy mug. mug. Yeah. yeah. So. Sturdy. Hold no, he didn't, say, in. he didn't say dirty. No, he said sturdy. <laughs> okay. Sturdy. It may have been the a mugs dirty. will be clean. I mean, you can wash them when you get home. We're not going to give you dirty mugs, I, I promise you. We might. Yeah. <laughs> they might so, be a little dusty. <laughs> so, again, yeah, that's coming up uh, next Sunday, August 27th at Tap Ins uh, in Genoa Township, the end of summer back to school bash for the Walk to End Alzheimer's. All right. Uh, you know, there's some things that are going to be going on a little differently when it comes to college football, mm. locally as well, when it comes to U of M and MSU uh, in particular. They've uh, they've made made headlines in Rich Pearlberg with the less you know, we're going to find out what he knows less of. Well, we can guess a lot yeah. of what now, he knows less. Rich, of course, uh, a U of M fan. Right, we're more or less Spartan fans. I mean, Hello. More, more Spartan. Hey, fans. Rich, it's Mike and John. Hi, Mike and John. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. So we're we're talking beer and football. Well, I'll tell you what, because I'm 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 really devoted to the show, and I'm on I'm on my way to the location. You got me a little early. I'm going out. I'm going to Attorney General Dana Nessel's office. We're having a little celebration. Well, she does know how to live it up at a football yeah, game. Well, uh, she knows firsthand that it'll be better to is. drink. She won't have to drink so much at the pregame because she can go inside Spartan She Stadium. only had one or two and was tired. Right. That's yeah, what we were yeah, told. Yeah. yeah. I've, been t- I've been tired many Saturdays myself. Yes. Uh, so, of course, we're talking about uh, MSU. Uh, the Spartans uh, recently, I, I guess on Wednesday, I think the, the Board of Trustees there uh, have given conditional approval to selling of alcohol at Spartan Stadium. But it's only going to. I can mean if they play the games, they'll sell them. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I think they got to get they got to get their permit. But no, there's no right. conditional about it. They're right. going to sell. Right. So, so they're going to sell alcohol, and it's just going to be beer. Am I right on that? Or they're going to be? Over? I don't. That's I don't really, you know, I, I like to play with numbers, and I just don't get it. There was this the, the governor's statement when she signed uh, the law said that that allows this. She said they're going to, or this maybe it was a Michigan State. Uh, release, but they said they're going to sell. They they project they'll sell twelve thousand units and make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars gross or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, so I'm going to assume that's twenty bucks a unit. They are not specifically saying beer. They're saying it's it's yeah. to sell alcohol. Well, maybe they'd be like stuff like uh, white bar and be, things of that. Well, when's the last time you went to a bar and said, "Give me a unit"? <laughs> a unit. <laughs> that's usually in the alley behind the bar. That's but, later in the. <laughs> 
Hey, now, <laughs> keep it clean. So, well, yeah. Sorry, I have no idea what you're talking. That's about. probably now, best. Let me ask you this, Rich. I know you, you go to you go to the U of M games. You have a place I where do. you do your tailgating and, and and things like that. Do you think this is going to affect the tailgate parties in any way, yeah. shape, or form? Yeah, because the only reason they were drinking because there wasn't booze available. Stadium. No, it's not going to affect them at all. <laughs> Come on. Plus, you know, you can have your fancier drinks at the tailgate party. I mean, well, yeah, but think think also about students, all right? <laughs> I mean, they're going to sit there and say, I can continue to drink beer outside the stadium and cheap beer that I bought at the at store, or I can wait and go and pay 10 bucks a, a beer in the stadium. What do you think they're going to do? I think this, uh, this They're, they're usually story. going cheap. They will yeah. do what is socially responsible to do, Rich, right. as all college students do. Yeah, okay, I could tell you, I mean, I, I think this is a joke. I don't know why they had to do it, but but the I'm money. old enough that, well, yeah, very <laughs> much so. Money. I don't, I don't know why, uh, you know, I, I'm so old that I actually used to, to be able to take booze into the Michigan game uh, uh, when I went to school there. Was, and, and we were underage, but nobody checked us. And, and do you remember Boone's Farm wine? Yes, yes. <laughs> unfortunately. I remember yeah, that. It was 99 cents a bottle, yeah. and, and we'd all take it in. And at about the start of the fourth quarter, it was tradition. Everybody would pass the bottles up to the top row. And you'd see this big wave of green going up to the corner. <laughs> I mean, so, so having alcohol, I mean, you know how bad. Boone's Farm is amazing. Any of us lived through that yeah. much less. Uh, MD twenty twenty is like mm. a step below that, but I know what you're talking about. But I just don't understand this big push to, to serve alcohol. And uh, the basketball games, yeah, but geez, oh, kids, are they doing it? Is it? Is I mean, going to be a basketball team, or is it just the? They're going to have it at all the athletic yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Michigan, Michigan's coming on soon. I mean, they yeah. just haven't done it yet. But right, they're, they're, they'll be. I mean. Because the Spartans are going to do, yeah. I mean, U of M's not going to walk by. Yeah, they don't want to meet people that might want to attend the school. I think <laughs> the thing that is not being talked about in this is the devastation this is going to cause to the flask industry. Because yeah. um, yeah. you want to, yeah. There wasn't that much. Although I can, I can remember going to a Michigan that joke State. all week. <laughs> <laughs> it needs more work, John. The student book yeah, center. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. No, but I, I do recall <laughs> going to uh, to a Michigan yeah. State game and in the parking lot. The guy next to me, all of a sudden, takes off his sweatshirt, and his wife is like duct taping these little small <laughs> airport airplane bottles to his back so he can sneak them in. Oh, so geez. he won't have to do that anymore. But I, I just don't. You know, you say the money is it really that much money? Oh, it'll be, it'll be a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm sure. I think the first maybe Caesar or two that they implement this, uh, people will continue their tradition, if you will, of whatever it was. But I, I think over time, and I don't think it will take that much time, people will just be like, oh, I'm just, oh I'll just get beer there. I'll just get a drink there. I you don't know? think so. Well, I, I do. I'd be surprised. I just I just don't see it. And I don't... i, I got to believe you that it is money. I can't see what the other motivation is. And you can listen to it. <laughs> it's money and money and money. Well, you look the at it like ridicu- The ridiculous arguments they're giving to support it. Oh, well, our fans go to other stadiums and, and they're, they're kind of disappointed that they can drink at those stadiums but not at our stadiums. Well, they'll really just jack the prices up like they do at Pine Knob. You know, you'll be able to buy that twenty-four hour, twenty-five well, minutes beer for twenty. Well, then why would you do that, though? If you yeah. could drink, drink it from a, a well, retail purchase outside yeah. the stadium, why, why would you spend twelve bucks in the stadium? But I have an answer, and this is why. I mean, I recently went to a Tiger game at Comerica Park, and I hadn't been in a while, and I thought I needed cash. 
But, of course, the vendors in the stands, they'll swipe your card right there. And I think that that's the disconnect of people like, yeah, if somebody said to you, oh, you want this beer, that'll be $18, you're like, ah, you know, I'd actually hand over a $20 bill. As opposed to just going, swipe. Yeah, they probably won't even you know. have the prices in the mm-hmm. snack bar in, at the beer stand. It'll just be swipe your card but and then you get the, your receipt. I thought the Michigan fans, fans are smarter than that. You mean they can't figure out that, it, that is, they're going to have to pay for it anyway? If they just uh, I, I think that's just, you know, people um, in general. If you had we, that pregame party going at a tailgate party, you probably don't really care by the time you get inside. Oh, I, mean, the, I don't want to claim that I'm smarter or not smarter than the Michigan fans, but I just know that I was at that Tiger game and I found out I could just swipe my card to get whatever I wanted. I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, there is that. I, I, yeah, why not? Yeah, buy for the whole row, huh? <laughs> well, I sit in your row. <laughs> so, uh, well, I guess uh, we'll, you know, you know they, they, they're claiming, and I just can't buy this. They're saying they're doing this with the help of their students because they'll. Well, that's nonsense. Yeah, that's the nonsense. Well, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I'm. I'm I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. I don't think they're going to buy that much alcohol. Mm, we will see. I, I think, think they're going to make a lot of money on this. Uh, you know what I they'll just, have is they'll have competitions. Once once U of M is selling alcohol at the, <laughs> the games, too. They'll have competitions about yeah. who sold more the year before. And there may even okay, be a trophy for that one. Let's go this. If it's all about money, when, <laughs> when are they going to legalize selling marijuana? Is that... I, you know what? You say that jokingly, at least half-jokingly, yeah. but... I, it may be down the road. The world we live in, I, yeah. I don't know. How, how long will that be? I bet you you'll be first I, with that one. Well, hey, hey, I, well, yeah. started in Ann Arbor. I, yeah, I tell you what, it, there's been plenty of fall games where there's been, been, been that aroma in the air yeah. as part of the tradition. Right. Here, oh, darn state but, fans. Oh, another skunk? How did that happen? I just, I just saw that at Michigan. Michigan is poised to become number two in the country as far as uh, marijuana sales, legal no. marijuana sales. We had one in California. Well. So, Got to be number so, one or two. How long will it be? I mean, really, if you if you can sell alcohol in the stands, why couldn't you sell? I think that'll be I don't think that that will be that far down the road. I mean, I, I, it's just to me, it's inevitable. But uh, that's that'll be a different discussion. And then and then and then they'll make money because they'll be selling munchies. They, like that. Yeah, that does. <laughs> so, <laughs> get your Cheetos with that. So I've heard, right. I've heard, flaming I've Cheetos. Heard, okay, get your flaming the- Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rich, <laughs> we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, we appreciate you checking in today. Not a problem. Take right. care, you guys. Have a great weekend. All right, thanks a lot. All right, JD's yeah. going to join us in a little bit with uh, JD's Tossback Trivia. And uh, Jill Jack, as we had mentioned, is going to be performing here in Livingston County a couple of different dates. A couple venues. of different dates. One tonight, Friday night, uh, and that will be in Howell. And then, as we mentioned before, uh, next Friday night, in downtown Brighton at the Amp, which is, uh, we're right next. Of course, we're coming to you uh, live from LR Bowl Taqueria in downtown Brighton. I like how you say Taqueria. Taqueria. Very fancy. Hello. Hey, Joe, it's Mike and John. How you doing? Great. How are you guys? Good. Were your ears buzzing? Because we were just talking about you. <laughs> well, no, but, you know, I was ex- expecting it, so. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we were just saying, you're going to be uh, in Howell tonight. Yes. And yes. then uh, in Brighton next Friday. That is correct. Yeah. I am. All right. So you've been back on the road. How has how has been uh, performing this uh, this past summer? This summer, you know, it's it's different because um, last year, you know, I was sick, and so this year I was kind of trying to take it slow. And after being off for so long, um, it 
it felt it's just magical right now it's like every day every gig feels like a gift to, and not to sound corny but that's truly how i feel right no, and you know now. Over, over over the years that uh that we've known you and I, I was just kind of thinking about this uh the other day once once i reached out to see if you're available today i i've seen you with uh, like a broken foot um, and then, <laughs> and uh, oh, you were no. performing at the Howl Opera House with crutches, and and still made. Yeah, we the decorated them with um, Christmas yeah, lights. I mean, right. <laughs> and then, and last year were sick, but you still tried to get some gigs in. And uh, and this year, any ailments? Any any anything uh, no, that we got to worry about? We'll knock on. Uh, no, on I think the heart attack was the topper. Yeah. You know, I think that with COVID and all that, I I think that the universe is going to leave me alone. I'm I'm knocking on wood. You know, I thought about that. I, I was looking one day at pictures and there was like me performing and I had an ice pack on my shoulder you know the road is tough on you when you've been doing it for over 20 some years yeah. you know your body's going to take a killing but um no it was good to take the time off and my body was like really and my mind was a little like uh but my vocals were so happy yeah. and um yeah, no, so everything feels great. I feel super healthy and ready to roll. But, well, yeah. right, and you having that, that health scare, the heart attack, I mean, it's <laughs> that's a health scare for sure. Uh, yeah. But, you know, getting back out on stage and getting out performing, um, that has to be part of your recovery process. Absolutely. Well, the first, I did have, I don't want to say stage fright, but it was like, one, I was fearful of, am I going to have the same symptoms? Because COVID had it had attacked my brain a little bit too so there was all these things i had to think about so the first show back was like oh it was at my uh at the arc in ann arbor yeah. and i ended up putting on well my my physician was in the third row so i felt safe um, <laughs> and i did a three-hour show like start to wow. finish never stop full energy and i'm like wow i'm back and you, you know go, yeah and i there, got this right there was no weirdness um before every show so i'm starting to do like i was starting to do like one a month from January on to see how that would go. And um, no, it's just been fantastic. You know, the first show after three hours, you know, obviously the next day I was like, whoa. Uh, but um, now I'm just like, no, I'm good. I feel fantastic. Well, that's great to hear. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you're, you're down by the by the courthouse uh, tomorrow night, or tonight actually, sorry. <laughs> tonight, uh, In yeah. downtown Holland and uh, next Friday here at the Amp in uh, downtown Brighton. And uh, Tell us a little about the show. What kind of things are you have some new material or uh, we're going to. Yeah, well, tonight I'm excited because um, we're going to do a song that um, I had written for a documentary for uh, Keith Faney. He was doing a documentary that was going to be on TV. I think it might have aired or. Is, is it the muscle car? Is it the muscle car? The muscle car, yeah. yeah it so actually it aired yesterday. I mean, they re aired oh, it yesterday. It? And um, interesting story, a side story that's got a local thing. Uh, there was a couple uh, from Livingston County, uh, the woman um, who has Parkinson's, oh, and yeah. Um, yeah. the uh, and and so uh, she's part of the um, Rock Steady Boxing in Livingston County, yeah. which uh, works with Parkinson's patients. And um, she was featured in uh, that documentary. I know, and um, yeah, so it's a very cool story with uh, some local connections, and of course, you know, muscle cars. How can you say no to that? Exactly. And so he had asked me to write a song for the, there's a, a section in there about like, you know, like 
dance cars just ain't for boys anymore. Um, and so I wrote a, literally wrote a song. Uh, he had told me a little bit about it and showed me, as he always does, he just gives me like little pieces of the documentary and then I just kind of run with it. I always write his songs in the shower. I don't know why, but that's just how it works with Keith. And he thinks I'm the weirdest human being. Doesn't the doesn't ink care. run on the paper? I mean, how do you... No, I write it in my... like It, it starts in my head right. and then I literally keep like a paper in or my phone and I just start typing all of the lyrics in and then I yeah and then I get her done um but no it's so it was really fun and I get to bring out my electric tonight so it's like that right. and um then I'm also gonna be doing a um well, I don't know if I should say it but it'll be fun I I've been hearing the Almond Brothers Soul Shine song mm-hmm. like it just keeps popping up and so I asked the boys to learn it and we did it um and I just think it's a great song to, you know, it's a positive song about people. You know, world can be tough, right? So this is more like, hey, we're all in this together. Like, let's all, let all our souls shine. And I am that kind of like optimistic, you know, cup overflowing. And um, so I'd like to share that. So we're going to be doing that tonight, too. So I'm really excited about both those tunes. Yeah, but, very yeah. cool. And so, you, you always, yeah. with your shows, uh, Jill, always give off a real positive vibe. You're very, very oh. fun to watch, see, and listen to. So... Well, that's my goal, you know. (laughs) What was cool about it recently is because I've been off so long, um, the fans have literally been coming up to me like crying and hugging me and saying how much they miss me. And it was like, it was such a good thing because, you know, there's that little scare when you have to cancel all those shows. You're like, will they remember me? Will they forget? You know, you just don't know what's going to happen. So to get such a warm embrace back into to the music scene is, is phenomenal yeah you know? and, and you're, you're getting back into it because you've been having these summer shows and as we said tonight in Howell concerts at the courthouse next Friday night uh, of course they've got the street warming party and you'll be at the amp in Brighton and then I know again Thursday August 31st you're going to be at the Michigan State Fair Mega Jam wow yeah, so I produced that show. Um, I've been producing it now for, this is my third year, and um, I, you know, get all the acts together, and then I emcee it, and wow. then I do a performance as well. Um, it's a great show. I pull out all diverse uh, music, um, so you're going to get all types of genres with really strong artists, and every year it's been phenomenal, and each year it keeps growing, so I'm really excited about that, too. Wow, so, between, yeah, busy. between <laughs> this weekend and next weekend, and, and, and then the State Fair, there's no reason why, if you want to see Jill Jag, not to see her, see her all three times. Come all three times and I'll give you a free t-shirt. Ah, all right, that's a bargain. (laughs) And, of course, people can find out more, uh, jilljack.com, your website. They can go there and and get all the details, of course. Absolutely, yes. And I'm so glad to hear you guys. I love you guys so much. So I'm glad you're on the air and making it happen. All right, Thank we, you. we appreciate it, Jill, as always. And uh, I would say break a leg, but I don't want you no, to do that. No, don't do that. Just don't. Do your Jill Jack thing, all right? I will. Thank <laughs> all you. All right. Thanks again, Jill. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. You too. All right. Again, Jill Jack tonight. And uh, how old tomorrow or uh, next uh, next Friday here in downtown Brighton at the Amp and, and then again at the State Fair. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, very cool with that. And, of course, uh, we want to thank uh, one of our uh, big sponsors, uh, Murphy's Family Auto, of course. Uh, they do great work. And uh, you can uh, you know check them out. Uh, they're open Saturdays 8 to 1. And, um, you know, uh, you get the 5% discount. Tell them Mike and John sent you. So, uh, you know. You need brake work. You need air condition make sure your uh, heater's ready for this upcoming winter all those types of things see our friends at murphy's family auto and as john said you mentioned mike and john sent you they'll give you a five percent discount and speaking of discounts here he is jd 
discount? Wow. Yeah. Discount, JD's discount. Uh, I thought it was You're funny. It was funny you were talking about uh, Jill Jack, and I, yes, I was watching the Hot Rod thing last night. And yeah. I'm like, wait a second, I know that lady. You know Jill too. I recognized okay. her. Yes, okay. and then I think she did Hot Rod Lincoln on the, uh, on the. Oh, uh, very cool. Yeah. 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 So all right. good. So, little all right. connection there. Nice tie-in. All right. JD's yep. all right. Uh, toss back trivia. What are we talking about? What are you and John? Co-mingled on to conspiracy <laughs> theories. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. Cougars won the last two times she's been here. So yeah, uh, yeah we yeah. kicked her off yeah. today. Yeah, that's she, right. Susan couldn't make it today, by the way. Ah, that, that, that's okay. I know we're in beautiful downtown Brighton. I can see the construction's almost done. Yeah. We're getting there. But we're going to talk about Howl. Okay. okay. And Howl Melons. Oh. Melon Fest kicks off. All right. Yeah. So, uh, what year of Howl Melon Fest is it? This is the 59th annual, 60th annual, 61st, 63rd annual Howl Melon now, Fest. Hold on a minute. <laughs> is there an asterisk on this because yeah, of, COVID of COVID year? Did COVID take one away? Because that wouldn't be consecutive. What yeah. is on the t-shirts this okay, year? Got, so, it, got uh, it, got it, got it, got it, um, got it. You go ahead. I'm going to say 62. You're saying 62. Yeah. 62 wasn't a choice. Oh, but I'm going to say 61. <laughs> no, I think you got to go with your first answer, 60, John. 61, 63. I'm going to say 61. 61. <laughs> I'm going to say 63. It is the 63rd annual. Oh, there you go. Okay. All right. So somehow this was a big deal. It was about the first ever Melon Queen. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, you can ask us who it was. I didn't know who it was. <laughs> it only states that uh, she was a beautiful nurse from the area. But this is kind of what got it put on the map because she got to go. She won a trip to the White House. Right. I'm not saying it was the first year of the Melon Fest, but who was the president she got to meet? Was it Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, or Nixon? <laughs> I'm going to say it was Eisenhower. Eisenhower. Good old Eisenhower. Yeah, uh, yeah I think she liked Ike. Yep. Yes, yeah. yes. That, yep, and getting the news story getting picked up on the Tribune and the LA Times is kind of what put the Helen Mellon Fest on the map. On the map nationally, yes. Yep. The, the Lou Melon, Grant covered that The Mellon Queen. The Mellon Queen, yes. Yes, the Mellon Queen. No other little jokes. No. <laughs> many, 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 many jokes. <laughs> many jokes. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Which of the following statements is true? As soon as I can get my uh, mouse to move here. Sorry. I hate when that happens. There, your mouse. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need your mouse to move. You need another one. Um, Gus Schmidt got the seeds from uh, basically the. This is the legend. The legend. The legend. Did he, did he get the seeds from an ignorant uh, farmer to, right, right. Uh, during the Depression, loved them, and the rest is history? Or did uh, he have a uh, taste of melon from Richardson, a guy named Richardson in Ohio? And that's where he got the seeds. The Chamber of Commerce gave out Howell Melon stickers to protect and identify the melons. Right. Or... You can actually purchase Howl Honey Rock melon seeds online from Bex. What's true? Oh, I see. Ah. I was wondering where this was going. I'm going to say it's the stickers. They put the stickers on there to protect them. These are official 
how it melts. So if it doesn't have that sticker, it's, it's not, not. It's just that. It's just official. It's just a home. cantaloupe. So once you put the sticker on it, it's now a how melt. Seats from some dude passing through. Right. Seats from Ohio. Right. Stickers, or you can actually buy melon seeds online at Bex. I believe it's the dude passing through. Well, that's the legend. But that's we'll find the out legend. Yeah. It is. It I is actually. It's just a sticker. Yeah, it's just a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. John, I, yeah, John, yeah, well, John you just kind of ruined the legend of the melon. Oh, I didn't ruin it. <laughs> if you really want the legend of the how melons ruined, ask our friend David Hayes to tell you his theory about the how melons. I don't so, know if we want to hear David Hayes. No, you, if you know that, David you know, and uh, his probably haunted genre. Or, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a different type of yes, story. What's the score, by the way? Uh, is it one to I'm one? up two to one, right? Two, it's two. No, you got six. Because I got, got Eisenhower. I got Eisenhower. Got Eisenhower. Oh, oh, so it's it's, it's two to two. Oh, it's tied. Okay, it's two to two. Okay, try to steal. <laughs> two to two. Steal Coming down to the end. So rock melons are from Australia and New Zealand. Okay. Cantaloupes first appear of an Armenian origin. They first appear in English literature in 1739. When were the first cantaloupes introduced to the United States mm. as a crop? Mm. Well. Four choices, 1780, 1800, 1840, 1890. When did we start growing cantaloupes here? Oh. <laughs> Do you want me to go first? 1880. Was that a choice? <laughs> no. no I didn't it was that. 1880 something? 1890. Oh, 1890. 1840. Yeah. So you're on the latest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I think 1840. 1890. Oh. Look at that. Look at you. Rocked it. Yeah. The only thing that I think was more interesting sticker. for me was the tiebreaker, which would have been uh, after a worldwide search in what year was a moldy cantaloupe in Peoria, Peoria Illinois found to contain the highest yielding strain from mold for penicillin production. <laughs> wow. I, so I it basically means that. when you get a melon and it's ripe, you got about three days to you, eat it. That's right. It's like an avocado. You know, it's like not ripe, not ripe, ripe, and now it's you know moldy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. So Is yeah, there a maximum amount of seeds in a hollow melon? Just the, yeah, okay. something to research. It's just basically a cantaloupe. I know. It's a cantaloupe with a sticker on it. I know that. Sorry. Sorry, with a sticker on it. Sorry, Hal Chambers. And do they really use hollow melons slash cantaloupes for that ice cream they sell? Do oh, that they do. Actually, no. I will say. We yeah. were had it there. Years ago, they used to go to Michigan State, have it made there. Then they switched over to using Guernsey. Right. So yeah. is Guernsey using yeah. no powder uh, flavoring? Uh, or are they? <laughs> no. I. The, the Howl Melon ice cream, which benefits the Howl Rotary, by the way. Yes, yeah. correct. Yep. $75 a gallon. Pretty damn good. I will say that. Right, there is a hefty it, profit it, margin it, on it, it but it, it's it for a good cause. Right. It's the Rotary. It keeps Melon Fest stuff going. Yes. I will have mine tonight. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. I'll be, handing out, I'll be handing out waters at the one-mile mark on the uh, 5K run. All right. You're not All running? running? I am not no, running. No, you're, you're the water guy. So Water Mike boy. is our champion, knowing more about Howell Melons than John King. 
<laughs> you're the melon man. Timmy, something to brag about this weekend. You're the melon man, my friend. All right. All right. Thanks, right. Thanks awesome. for uh, making Thanks, the trip guys. downtown to visit us. We appreciate it. All right. Lots going on this weekend. And, of course, uh, that includes the Dio Dining and Entertainment uh, in downtown Pinckney. Uh, they are going to be having their opening night of their play, Desperate Measures. That opens up tonight, uh, Friday, uh, August 20... No, what's today? Today the is the 18th. 18th. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. Where am I? <laughs> what's happening? Yes, Friday, August 18th, the Dio in downtown Pinckney. And uh, they will be having opening night for Desperate Measures. And, of course, it's going to be running for uh, quite a while there. You can check it out uh, at the Dio Theater. Uh, DioTheater.com uh, is where you want to go. Do you know what it's about? We, well, don't you remember? We had Steve on the show. Yeah, I wasn't listening yeah, to him. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was doing other things. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a comedy it musical. Uh, I know there's a sheriff involved. Yes, there is. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I believe somebody from the show may be joining us next week. One of the, one of the actors... Did they really say it like that, or yeah. is that just something you did? That's what I do. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing it from uh, Lovitz. <laughs> Acting! So, yes. Desperate Measures, opening night tonight. For Down you kids out there, you can Google John Lovitz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are hey, you saying? Rumor had it, he slept with Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> <laughs> Who I slept with. Uh, yeah. No, they always put on great shows at the dial. They and, do. Uh, of course, great food to go with it, so... Uh, we appreciate Steve uh, DeBruin and all he, all he does uh, there at the uh, at the Dio in downtown Pinckney. Do we have time to give Bonnie Runyon a call and get the uh, the last? Oh, you know what? I forgot we have the uh, the the highlights in history this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, we got to do so our, we're our, on location this week. And it, that's okay. I mean, right. you know, it was the free tequila we got beforehand. Um, <laughs> we're not allowed to have tequila together anymore. All right, that's a different story. All, all right. right. <clears throat> so, this week's highlights in history. 1848. I feel like we need the highlights in history. 1848, the dental chair was patented by Waldo Hanchett. M. Waldo Hanchett. Oh, wow. The dental chair. You know, the one where you could look up at that light, kind of like our lights here. That's in your face. Well, except the dental light has a, like a, it's It's like reflected or whatever, so it's not shining right in your face like these are. In 1926... A weather map was televised for the first time. Ooh. You know, and the, right. the weather person be, had to point the opposite a, direction. The front coming in. Over there, <laughs> through the back door. Sure. 1960, a couple of things happened on this, uh, this week. In 1960, the first oral contraceptive was issued. Hey, now. Sorry. <laughs> so can you imagine how that went? Yeah, if you take this, you won't get pregnant. Oh, okay. We know how Guys. it went. The 1960s <laughs> followed. Yes, they did. <laughs> That's what happened. Also in the uh, 1960s, 1960, this week, in a major turning point in the musical industry, the Beatles played their first night at the Indra Club in Hamburg. Oh. The owner, whose name was Bruno, by the way, asked the Beatles to really put on a show, which led to the band screaming, shouting, leaping about the stage, and sometimes playing while they lied on the floor. Wow. John Lennon once appeared wearing only his underwear, and on another occasion, just a toilet seat around his neck. Did you know the Beatles were that crazy? I in Hamburg, 1960 in Hamburg they were. In Hamburg, I did. Their time in Hamburg was like our time at that REM concert. Let's not go there. That we're not allowed to. Do. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, this week, 1977, Elvis Presley mm. left the building. Uh-huh. And that. 
Yeah. Those are highlights the, of the, the big The big building. The big building. <laughs> he left Graceland. Yeah. Oh, Ginger. <laughs> Help me, Ginger. Who's Ginger? That was his girlfriend. Oh, was it his girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know Ginger was there. Yeah. Well, we'll marry her. <laughs> she heard a thunk. Yeah. <laughs> and up the stairs. <laughs> you know. That's a thump. <laughs> Hello? What are we thumping? Hey, oh. Bonnie. It's time for the last word yes. on this week's show. Have you been thinking all, all right. week? Yes, sir, I have. Okay, right. lay it on us. And I have been blessed over and over and over. My word today is listen. It will pay you how many times in your life if you will shut your mouth <laughs> and listen. Oh. <laughs> well, at least you said it nicely. Shut your mouth and listen. Not shut up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen is the last word. Yes, sir. Listen. All right. We will be listening, and we're glad we were listening for you, Bonnie. Well, thank you, and I have to tell you, I'm not very... I don't get you all the time on my phone, and I was able to, so I heard most of it, but then I turned it off so I could get your call. Okay. Oh, well, we're glad you did that. Yeah. All right. We appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you, Bonnie. Have, have a great week. Have a great week. Hey, we'll talk to you next Friday. Fun. You all have fun. I mean, it sounds like you're going 100 miles an hour. Well, we got to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always said if you see me running, there's either yeah. a tsunami or there's a, 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 a serial killer after me. Cause and it's still not 100 miles an then, hour. Even then, it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you guys. All right, Bonnie. Bye. Take care. We'll talk to you next week. You bet. All you right. bet. All right. Great Thanks a lot, Bonnie. And the, the last word for this week. All right. Well, we want to thank, of course, uh, Steve Pylon, uh, a host here allowing us here at LR Bull Taqueria. Taqueria. <laughs> In downtown Brighton. Tim Corrigan, of course, from the DDA for joining us. Absolutely. Jill Jack, JD, Rich Pearlberg, and, of course, the great Bonnie Runyon. So we'll do it again next week. We'll be back at our regular location. In our home offices. Oh, yeah. The Remax at Platinum the, uh, Building. The Dilbert Cubicle Studios. <laughs> We'll be back. <laughs> Second level. Yeah. All, All right. right. Have a great week. Giggling with Mike and John. Tune in next time and giggle on.